Sorry. I just, I was looking. No. Yeah, this is my. This is her last meeting with the Duncan. I sent you. Will you check it out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you sure? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I. I as long as you, you know. Okay. okay. Look at the dates. How are you this morning? Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> okay, but we till March eighth, <laughs> I think, or March. 3rd. You don't hear anything, do you, Sasha? Okay. <laughs> cool. uh, okay. No. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So we don't. Have to say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can they hear us? They'll start as soon as the uh gotcha. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Hold on one sec. Okay. Okay, Commissioner Bittner, can you hear us? Yeah, well Robbie might be talking to making announcements and those things, but nothing seems <laughs> uh Commissioner Bittner, can you hear us? Uh, well, I'm getting no audio from SFGov TV. Hang on. Okay, someone, some uh, one other commissioner just sat down. It looks like, or someone just—they can see us. Okay, okay, let's hear that right now. Uh, commissioner Bittner, can you hear us? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we can begin. Great. Thank you so much. Um, good morning. I call the first uh, full uh, in-person meeting. Uh, I think as of March first. So thank you, commissioners, for coming. Um, to the San Francisco Department of Disability and Aging Services Commission meeting on Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. I'm the DOS Commission President, Martha Knudsen. This commission meeting is being conducted pursuant to the provisions of the Brown Act. Um, I'm going to skip that because we're not going to do that. Um, as noted on the agenda, members of the public may observe this teleconference meeting via sfgovtv.org and sfgovtv channel 78, and they may offer public comment by calling the published public comment phone number. I'd like to welcome the members of the public and staff who are watching us live on sfgovtv. The commission asks and thanks you for your patience during these unprecedented times. We respectfully ask the public to have patience and expect delays and gaps during the meeting, particularly during public comment. And to eliminate back background interference, anyone who is on WebEx is asked to please mute themselves when not speaking or waiting to present. 
The San Francisco HSA DOS Commission acknowledges we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Um, I am, uh, Secretary, before you take the role, I'm also noting that uh, Commissioner Bittner is appearing remotely today. But please go ahead and take the role. Good morning, Commissioners. Please respond with present when I call your name. President Martha Knudsen. Present. Vice President Janet Spears. Present. Commissioner Sasha Bittner. Present. Commissioner Wanda Jung. Present. Commissioner Linda Pennington. Present. Commissioner Nelson Lum. Present. And Commissioner Barbara Sklar is in excused absence today. And DOS Executive Director Kelly Dearman. Present. Thank you. President Knutson, we have a quorum. Great. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Commissioners, the next item, item three, is communications. We'd like to provide further instructions for the public comment process. Public comment will be available on each item in, on this agenda and during general public comment, both channel 78 and sfgovtv.org are streaming the number across the stream. Each speaker will be allowed three minutes to speak. Comments or opportunities to speak during public comment period are available via phone call. During each public comment period, viewers and callers will be instructed to call 1-415-655-0001 using access code 2499-451-4529-POUND and then pound again and use webinar password 5646. <clears throat> when connected, you will hear the meeting discussions, but you'll be muted and in listening mode only. When your item of interest comes up, dial pound three, or star three, excuse me, to be added to the speaker line. Best practices are to call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. You will have three minutes to speak. You will be informed by the moderator when you have 30 seconds left. After 30 seconds, you will be muted and placed back to listening mode. Alternatively, public comment can be submitted by email to ravi.derbige at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be forwarded to the commission and will be included as part of the official docket. Are there any other communications from the DOS commission members? Okay, thank you. We can move to the next item. Thank you. Uh, our next item is agenda item four, approving the minutes of the Wednesday, February 1st, 2023 DOS Commission meeting. Are there any comments or questions from the commission regarding the Wednesday, December 7th, uh, February 1st, 2023 uh, DOS Commission meetings? And then do we have anyone from the public who wishes to comment on the minutes? Are there anyone for the public that wishes to comment? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment. We'll allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue? Uh, there are no callers. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Then hearing no further request to speak on this item, is there a motion to approve the Wednesday, February 1st, 2023 DOS Commission meeting minutes? I move that we approve. Great, thank you. Commissioner Bittner has moved. We have a second. Second. From, uh, Commissioner Pennington, thank you. Um, Mr. Secretary, can you please take a roll call vote to approve the Wednesday, February 1st, 2023 DOS Commission meeting minutes? President Martha Knudsen, how do you vote? Yes. 
Vice President Janice Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sasha Bittner, how do you vote? Yeah. Commissioner Wanda Zhang, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Nelson Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Linda Pennington, how do you vote? Yes. Thank you. Ever quorum? Okay, great. Or unanimous vote. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioners. Um, commissioners, item, uh, next item is agenda item five, which we actually don't need to vote on anymore. I'm just going to use it to note that the fact that the Executive Director Dearman and I have determined that we will allow third-party presenters who are not city employees to attend commission meetings virtually. And are there any comments or questions from Commissioners? I, we might as well ask for public comment, although... I don't, no, we don't, I don't we think don't. I need to. Nope. Okay, <laughs> then, nope. then let's move past that. And we don't need to do a motion, so we are at item six, which is executive director's report in record time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, executive director Dearman. Thank you so much. Um, I hope everybody is faring well with this cold weather. Um, okay, I just have a couple of things to report. First, I just want to thank uh, the commissioners uh, for attending and participating in the joint meeting with uh, the Mayor's um, Disability Council. I think the meeting went really well and I hope it is something that we can do um, on a yearly basis because I think it was a great opportunity for us to see um, where we have shared interests. So I just want to thank you all for that. Um, secondly, um, with the Human Services Agency of which we are a part, we had a really wonderful Black History Month celebration a couple weeks ago, and it was really well attended, including the mayor came and um, and showered us with great words and um, gave us just an opportunity to, to feel good about ourselves and uplifting us. It was good food, good music, and um, really enjoyed myself and, and look forward to more events where we can meet in person and celebrate. Next, um, so San Francisco is sponsoring um, some legislation. Last year, you might all remember that California recognized the need to provide care to all vulnerable Californians by expanding the eligibility for Medi-Cal to include undocumented individuals. Because of that expansion, undocumented adults are now eligible to receive services through the state's IHSS program. And while we really appreciate that this was done, um, we also recognize that California does not have enough workers, home care workers, to meet this increased demand. So to address this provider shortage, there is a bill, AB 1387, which would authorize undocumented IHSS recipients to select an undocumented rel relative to serve as their provider. So this will really fill um, a great need. Uh, San Francisco was the first to say we should really do this. Um, we're working with the County Welfare Directors Association and Assembly Member Phil Ting has taken this on to sponsor this bill. Um, we're really excited about it and spending a lot of time now talking it up. It doesn't cost a huge amount of money, but given the um, budget squeeze this year, we are not sure whether or not it will pass, but we are working on it. And what it will mean is that um, because, of, because we're in a crisis, so uh, it will have undocumented adults can choose their 
their relative to provide this service, and that's it's it's really needed. And so, I will keep you updated as to how far we get. <clears throat> Speaking of bills and priorities, um, as part of my duties as the legislative uh, chair for C4A, um, we also recognize the need for more caregiver support, and so we are asking for um, funding from the state to make it easier for us to hire providers, uh, caregivers. This is a really big issue in a lot of the rural communities. We are really lucky in San Francisco that um, we have so much city support for, this, for our programs. Um, we recognize the need and the, and the urgency uh, of caregivers. So I believe in San Francisco we're okay, but across the state there are um, many places where they are not able to hire caregivers at all, and so people are going wanting. It's only a bad scene. So. Um, we are asking for more support around that. We will see what happens. We don't have an assembly member who's ready to champion it yet because it'll cost about $5 million. So we will see. Um, speaking of uh, C4A, the um, C4A, wow, you know how sometimes you just, okay. <laughs> the conference. Wow, okay. The C4A conference is coming up in May. I don't have it in front of me. But um, we will be sending a, an email to all commissioners, hoping that some commissioners will want to attend this conference. It's a two-day conference. Last year it was really well attended. It's a great opportunity to find out what's happening around the state. So I am hopeful <clears throat> that some or all of you will choose to attend. And, oh, and the last thing I want to mention is um, we are, we have completed, thanks to the staff, the service and allocation plan, um, which is how the um, Dignity Fund um, monies will be spent over the next four years. That was recently released. We are socializing it now, and everyone is getting a chance to see what's in it and how we're going to spend the money, but huge thanks to the staff. This is a really heavy lift, and um, it's a great example of how staff and community can work together to put such a great report together. So I think that is all I have, unless there are any questions. Okay, great. Do we have any questions from commissioners? Com Just one. The $5 million for the um, uh, <laughs> caregiving plan, is that annually or is that a $5 million one-time? So it'll be annually. So the so it's because um, we are asking this. What happens is that um, there is a match that um, yeah, we have to provide, and um, because back in 1991, when this um, when the um, when it was first started, um, there was this 25% match that the state could not afford, so they put it down to the counties. We're asking the state to take back 15% of that match and only require counties or locals to have to um, put up 10%, so it'll be an annual expenditure. Thank you. Commissioner Lum. Um, oh, Commissioner Bittner and then Commissioner Lum, if that's all right. Commissioner Bittner, did you uh, have a comment? Yeah, I had one comment and one question. I'm very excited about the building bill. 
and if there was anything I can do to help, with that, let me know. Excellent, I will. Thank you so and much. And also, I know that I know that the ISS Home Care Union mm -hmm. um, at the IU 2015 and um, UDW are going to be trying to get state bargaining. Mm -hmm. um, um, the, as the, um, 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 my question is for the second bill. Would that be related to state bargaining or is that a totally different bill? Oh. Um, boom. Okay, so, um, so I think your question is if this bill has anything to do with um, the state bargaining. The bargaining is happening between SEIU and um, and at least San Francisco. <clears throat> that is starting up later this month. We have already spoken with um, both SEIU and UDW about this um, bill for undocumented workers, and they are in support of it at the I moment. Mean, so we're we're really happy about that. I gave them great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner Long. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what what is the uh, projected cost for this uh, for the inclusion of the uh, undocumented care worker or providers. And being that we've already approved our budget, uh, is there going to be an additional item? No. So added later on? So it won't be a cost to us because um, it's a state-run program. And uh, so last year, California carved out... Um, so California carved out a, like an, not an exception, but a plan so that undocumented workers could, undocumented people could get Medi-Cal. And so this will be on the state to provide the funds for, um, um, for undocumented workers to be paid as caregivers. So it is not, it is not something that San Francisco will have to pay. It is overall state. And I should know the amount but I don't. So I will get that back to you. But I know there is also a $3.5 million um, price tag for um, uh, for putting the word out and doing like some sort of marketing campaign to let people know this is available. But I just don't have it right here what the full price tag is. But it is not a local fee. It is for the state to have to pay. Thank you. Okay, any other questions from commissioners? And I just wanted to say, uh, applaud the fact that we're leading the way again. Um, I'm really proud of this city for doing that and uh, suggesting this legislation, which I, is absolutely critical. And um, I so appreciate the uh, extra time that might go into <laughs> pushing for this and advocating for it, but um, you certainly have our support. So. Thank you so much. Good to do. I do have a question. Um, Please go ahead. It's, um, I'm just curious because I think it's, it's a great piece of legislation. Is there an estimate for how many uh, new caregivers that might provide for the system since there's a, a gap? Yeah. So, um, so I'm looking at my notes. Uh, 
so I so just so to be clear it's only it's only going to be in families mm. so um I know that there's like a three million number shortage you know over the whole if we look across the you know country um so I'm not exactly sure what the number is, but it does um you know what it does is it makes it possible for people to be able to stay in their homes for people not to have you know, five and six jobs, and um, hopefully it'll free up some of the other, so additional caregivers who will then be able to go out and work for others. So I will find out exactly what the number is. I think we've been trying to figure out exactly what that number is, and it's very complicated because there's too many buckets. Thank you. But, yeah. Okay, thank, thank you, commissioners. Um, we should move on to employee recognition then. Commissioners, item seven is the DOS employee recognition for March 2023. DOS Executive Director Kelly Dearman, President Knudsen, and the DOS Commission will honor in-home support services social worker Jenny Chen. Okay. So, yeah, you can go. Yeah. We can, oh, yeah. like, just no pressure. Thanks. Okay. So, uh, Jani Shen joined IHSS in November 2010 as an eligibility worker and was promoted to her current position as a social worker in February 2014. It has been a privilege to witness Jani's personal and professional growth. Throughout her services in IHSS, she consistently demonstrates her compassion towards the aged, blind, and disabled clients. She works with purpose to ensure clients and their families have access to community resources. Jani also provides excellent internal customer service by supporting her teammates and volunteers to have new staff shadow her as part of the in induction training. She also volunteers as a peer mentor for new unit members in addition to their coaching sessions with supervisors. Jannie manages a caseload of more than 300 clients, and yet she remembers all of her clients' personalities and their individual circumstances. For example, Jannie has a client who has minimum support with the tendency to underreport and has a history of self-neglect. During the pandemic, Jannie wore PPE and conducted a visit with the client to ensure the client's basic needs were met. She genuinely cares about the community she, she serves. She takes time to listen to her clients and provide necessary resources. During one of her home visits, her client informed her of her son's sudden death. Jannie took time to console her client and provided resources to this client's daughter-in-law who was left with two young children. Jannie goes above and beyond to assist her clients. Examples of Jannie's compassionate services include helping a client to resolve a hospital bill issue and providing information about modification tools for dementia patients to a client's family and sending pictures of suggested DME and other tools for the client to use. Jannie's positive attitude, service with focus, and her spirit are invaluable to the ever-evolving IHSS program. She adapts well with changes, and she has an exceptional memory of all of the IHSS regulations. She sets an excellent example for new staff as a resilient social worker. During unit meetings, Jannie often shares rewarding experiences. She frequently steps up for opportunities to learn and to help. She completed the 21-day HSA Champions of Racial Equity training in 2021, 
and she strives to treat everyone she encounters with respect, humility, and compassion. Besides supporting her clients, Jannie also volunteers along with other unit members to cover absent colleagues' work. We are fortunate to have Jannie with the IHSS program, and we are proud to present you as the DOS March Employee of the Month. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you, commissioners. After 12 years of service with Dawes, it is a true honor to finally receive this recognition. I remember joining IHSS in 2010 and thinking to myself, I have found my passion career. Because, wow, where else can I find a job where I can wander all over San Francisco <laughs> continue to speak my native language of Cantonese and help and serve the people of my community. With this job um, comes its challenges and I could not have overcome those challenges without the support of my peers over here and also uh, my supervisor and other peers who are watching me virtually. You guys continue to inspire and support me every single day and I'm forever thankful. March is Social Work Appreciation Month, and I, I feel extra special for receiving this award in March. Um, it's quite the cherry on top for me. Receiving this award will continue to motivate me to do my very best to serve the people of my community. Thank you, commissioners. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. And just wanted to quickly note because we have a new commissioner this is this is our favorite part of the meeting <laughs> and, and i just want to say everything got said so i'm just saying plus one but uh, you're taking care of a very large family and thank you for doing that 300 people's a lot of people to keep track of so and I, but i know that you're doing it in the same way many of us strive to take care of family so thank you for that especially thank you, thank you. Um, okay, let's move on to... All right, commissioners, item eight is the DOS Advisory Council Report presented by Advisory Council President Diane Lawrence. Good luck. Good morning, commissioners, uh, Executive Director Dearman. I have the pleasure and the uh, challenge always to follow the <laughs> award. And as I told the Advisory Council last month, this is, without a doubt, the best part of the meeting. And it, as a native San Franciscan, it gives me great pride to know that our city has such dedicated um, professionals whose passion and taking this as a vocation uh, makes the place a better place to live. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so this is a report of our February 1st meeting. Um, we discussed the... Um, delay for the annual area plan on aging we were ready to look at the draft report and begin to move forward so that in march we would do our final approval 
but the state was a little behind in their directions, so we've pushed it back a month. So we'll um, look at the draft at this month's meeting, and then in April we'll do the final approval, and um, then it will come to the commission. Um, I had attended a workshop on growing at workshop, um, actually a, a lecture at on um, at home with growing older. It was a workshop um, through the Commonwealth Club, and there were tips on um, turning your home into a long-term care partner. So I gave an update on that, which focuses on how to prepare your home for staying in place um, as one ages, things like grab bars, lighting, um, curating your things so you don't have to get rid of them all at once, but you can kind of rotate them um, and ways to provide, uh, avoid trips and falls. So I put that website in here. Um, and then um, with the draft uh, pilot program that uh, was mentioned at last month's commission meeting um, and was also reported on, um, we are going to schedule um, Deputy Director Sydney, uh, Sydney Kauf Cindy Kaufman, sorry, um, to we'll give a council update meeting uh, later this spring. Um, we, um, Executive Director Dearman did a Disability and Aging Services Department overview. We realized we hadn't done that in a while, and we have a number of new members, and that provided a lot of insight and clarity. And some of the, um, the presentation was very well received, and our members have asked for the slides so they can take them out and use them in their work in the community about the services and who does what. Um, uh, Mike Zaw gave an update on the CDA visit, um, and the process was outlined, and he also mentioned the uh, particular areas of focus. And then Ravi gave us an update on the return in-person meeting, so we will have our first on March 15th. A little nerve-wracking with the Ides being the Ides of March. Um, and we were told that the California Commission on Aging has a bill to amend the Brown Act, um, and they um, have yet, they, and they just got a sponsor for it, and that may make hybrid meetings. So we're definitely going to be tracking that, um, that bill, and we'll keep you posted. The Joint Ledge Committee, which I'll report on a little bit later, is already committed to following that legislation and providing any support uh, we can give. We had two site visits this month. Uh, we're making progress, not as much as we would like, but we're getting there. Uh, one was for the La Raza Central Legal um, Services on Valencia, and I think it's outlined pretty well here. It's, um, it's an interesting uh, program. And then also the 30th Street Senior Center um, in Noe Valley, which was founded in 1979, and that is a very active um, uh, place. Um, they switched quickly during covid Lots of activity. Um, there's, they've seen as all agencies, many agencies have their changes in meal delivery uh, from in, on site to take home to, um, to grab and go, and then also clients um, in site um, and home delivered meals. Clients seem, and we're seeing this all over, reluctant to come back to the sites. There's still a little uh, reluctance there. So sites are, and that seems to be a common theme. Um, and then also their website was reflected of the site 
we've added that, Commissioner Pennington, we added that during the pandemic to take a look because we couldn't go in person, we decided to do it virtually. So we've kept that as a part of our site visits because we're finding sometimes there's a disconnect but, and we also know that that's the first place somebody will go typically for service might be a website. Well, in the case of 30th Street, the website and the site mesh, lots of videos, um, the meals are well-defined. Um, there was even a beauty salon mentioned, which I hadn't heard of before. Um, and the meals are provided through Onlock. And I believe they have a large kitchen that provides meals for Onlock clients at various sites. So we'll continue to work on, on having a couple of uh, some site visits each month. Reports from the field, we had um, LGBTQ updates. Um, there's now a referral form for project for uh, open house for mental health services. Um, and there are services in the home, they're remote, and there's also in person. And about 10 sessions are offered. And um, Aiden Goodwin is the contact person there. And then open house is celebrating its 25th anniversary and a film is being made of the of um, will be made to help clients feel comfortable at the site to get more folks. Um, there was no um, dignity fund update that month. We'll have quite the big one this coming month. And we still look for membership. We have one member, Allegra Fortunati, who <clears throat> has been very active on the council, has decided not to seek another term. We do, so we've thanked her for her service. And we have one um, application that we're exploring. Um, Robbie's working with the city attorney to make sure there are no conflicts of interest. We always want to get that checked before we bring somebody on board. So we're still looking at ways. We've reached out to a number of folks, but it's still challenging. Um, we've, um, so that's the advisory council report. We have questions from the commissioners. Anything? Covered a lot of territory. It is good to hear about a good website that was, since I, I like the fact that you're adding that in with the. Yeah, it's been really insightful. Yeah, that's It's really, um, and we have some very um, forward thinking members, and so they will talk to the directors about the websites and um, the challenge. We understand their challenges, especially if they're under a large umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, but it is. Um, it's that first impression to make people mm -hmm. comfortable that, mm -hmm. so we'll, we'll see how that, how that works going forward. And then I was gonna ask if you know, for the uh, slots that you're trying to fill, are they for particular supervisor districts? And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is in case a commissioner knows somebody in that neighborhood. Yes, could... I never thought in my entire life I would know every supervisor by name and every <laughs> district they represent. It wasn't a hard question. Then. I know it wasn't, but I feel like <laughs> I, I have it memorized. Okay. So I'm working with um, members of District 1, okay. Supervisor Chan. Um, I've followed up with my contacts there, but haven't heard anything. Two and three were fine. Four were fine. Five, we've reached out to uh, Supervisor Preston, but we haven't heard anything. Six were okay. Seven, we've reached out to Mel Supervisor Melgar. Um, haven't heard anything. Um, eight were okay. Uh, that member is up for reappointment and is 
we're working with her to make sure we get um, Supervisor Mandelman on top of that. District 9, uh, we've reached out to, and Deputy um, Director uh, Dearman has reached, spoken to all of them. Uh, previous Director McSpadden spoke to a number of them as well. Uh, District 10, we have an opening. Um, we thought we were making progress, and that's, um, so we're still looking for District 10. District 11, um, our council member is up for reappointment, and she's already working with Supervisor Safai. Okay, thank you. I didn't expect such a comprehensive report, but the point is, we if you know somebody, we're not appointing. I don't want to get in, involved in that Just at all. let me but, know. But if there's an idea about a good yeah. person, this is a great committee. It's a great way to yeah. be active and get your issues out there. Um, and, but the appointment comes through the uh, um, uh, supervisor districts, right. but if you know of some... But all the, the applications go through Ravi. Right. So just We're working also to update the website on the city hall website so that it has the uh, proper name, proper contact uh, person on there. And we have been, we've reached out to a number of these supervisors via letter in years past, personal contact, um, and they're looking for names. That's what right. they told. And I'm just Dr. saying this Pierman. is also a public meeting. So anyone who's listening to this public meeting, yeah. well, and especially if they're engaged in issues, it's a great, I'm just saying it's great. And we but. reached out to Senior and Disability Action, and we've reached out to the Community Living Campaign. Right. Do anything more than that. You are doing a lot to do that. Thank and you. we have three commission appointees coming up. So um, Robbie will be working with you on that. They've right. finished their applications already. And that is also to explain that we have we also, as you know, if you've been on the commission for a while, we approve those. But if there are people in your communities that are in, interested and engaged in, especially the supervisory districts, yeah, that's where I'm concerned. Districts, it, it's great to have. Some and some of those districts were pointed out in the dignity fund service and allocation plan, because those outer districts don't have, um, they don't have representation, and they don't have the services that are needed, it becomes problematic. I, uh, thank you, yes, I, a great report and I'm really excited. I think I wanna to come to the meeting on March 15th. We'd love to have you. And We'd see love what's to have happening. You. And then I know tons of people in District 5 and District 10. I live in District 10, so um, I- We'll chat. <laughs> just, uh, we should talk, yes. Let's we will talk. definitely talk. Okay. That would be great, thank you. Does that any, any else, there's a lot of- Sorry, covered, yes. President Lawrence, I just want to say I'm totally impressed. Supervisor district by number and name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I went through. <clears throat> I, I, my, uh, I just want to just also say how much I appreciate uh, the site visits being made. I think it's really helpful to hear directly, um, you know, what is going on directly in the community. Um, just a question regarding websites. Um, has have you noticed or has there been review if the websites are uh, trans are they can you in different languages that we look for in every report mm -hmm. some are some are not and it's quite surprising ah. especially those that um whose clientele is non-english speaking right right that is not always the case ah. Um, I think the La Raza Central was an example of that. Ah. But we have seen that. And I'll make sure I point that out. I don't always, I may not always do it in my report, but I'll make, but I know the 
my colleagues on the council, when we look at websites, we look for that. Okay, great. We also look for font size, you know, so it's right. accessible. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely, um, I'll definitely make a point of putting that in my report. Okay, thank you. Um, then if there's no other questions, we could move the joint legislative report. Commissioners, item nine is the joint legislative report presented by Advisory Council President Diane Lawrence. Okay, so we are still at the beginning of the legislative session. I have a feeling the April report will be much longer and more comprehensive. Um, Luke Barnesmore from Home Match and, uh, and a member of the Marin County um, Disability and Aging Services Commission attended the meeting again. And it's actually um, adding some insights into what's happening in a nearby county in terms of their how they're tracking legislation um, and some others. Um, and we know that the California Welfare Directors Association is introducing a number of bills, but we don't have bill numbers yet. Um, the IHSS contract negotiations, as Commissioner Bittner mentioned, um, are beginning soon. And Commissioner Bittner, as she's pointed out and pointed out at our meeting, um, is tracking on that, and I'm sure will keep us posted. Um, for example, the IHSS bill that uh, Executive Director Dearman just mentioned, we have it on our list, but we didn't have a bill number, so we'll make sure that that's there um, the, on the, un the funding for the undocumented, um, or the allowing of undocumented uh, members of a family to be able to um, service caregivers. C4A um, legislation will be accompanying, um, is accompanying budget asks because that's what the governor asked for last year. Not every item will need a budget ask. Sometimes they're ca caught up in a trailer bill at the end, so we will continue to look for that. And the California Senior Legislature um, had eight of their ten bills, which is, I think, in all the years I've been reporting is pretty phenomenal at this point in time, and they're listed on the back page of the report. CSL also has a portal that they will be making available uh, for individual bill support. So we, so any of us as individuals, not as members of the commission or as members of the advisory council, could go in and um, support. So I'll keep you posted on that as soon as I get more details. We're also still working. We have two openings for CSL representatives. We have one um, candidate for senior senator, and we will be working with her to finalize, to update her paperwork, and that has that's due at the end of the month. So we will be getting that done timely, and then we're still looking for another, another assembly member. And then I summarized at the back where we are on a number of things, both the CSL bills and um, where CWA is. But again, this two weeks ago was the last day. So I think it was February 17th. So we will definitely see more um, in two weeks. And any of you, um, and Commissioner Pennington, if you're interested in coming to the joint ledge, it's in the same place, so please feel free. We start that at 9 o'clock. So it's a busy morning. Um, any questions? I think we had a good, good legislative report already, yeah. so we're kind of up on it. Thank you so much. Well, it's Bye. thankful uh, to Sydney, Cindy Kaufman 
and her team. They, they, make, they make me look good, so thank you. Um, then I think we're ready for the case report. Commissioners. All right. Oops. Let me, uh, uh, commissioners, item 10 is the case report presented by Fiona Hinsey. All right. Thank you, commissioners. Good morning. Um, Congratulations on your first fully in-person meeting. Good to see you all in chambers. And thank you on a personal note to your staff for working with me. I was the third party. I was the third party presenter in case anyone was curious. So thank you. Special shout out to Robbie for working with me on that and to the department. Anyway, to on to the, the case report uh, for today. Um, since I do know that there is a new commissioner, I'll go briefly over our um, case mission statement. And before I start, I will point out that uh, we did submit a report, a report in writing. So that's before you um, for your consideration as well. So cases. Uh, coalition of agencies serving the elderly, and we are a uh, coalition of seniors serving providers and disability uh, providers serving the disability community. Uh, we have about 40 members and have been around for about uh, 40 or so years. We provide educational programming to our members as well as um, a lot of advocacy work traditionally around the budget. Um, so that's case in a nutshell. Um, typically, we we report to you on our um, both programming we've had since we've reported to you and our upcoming programming. So I'll go ahead and do that now at our February 13th meeting. We had the pleasure of welcoming Deputy Director Kaufman to our meeting. And she presented on the upstream social isolation risk screener. I got I got, I got the name right after having to say it publicly about four times. Um, this is a, um, for those who don't know, this is a um, tool for screening social isolation that the department has been piloting it came out of some work with the Long-Term Care Coordinating Council um, and intake staff did a pilot. So Cindy uh, was in conversation with our group around the pilot results. And I, I, I think she engaged in some great conversation and, and probably took away some, had some great takeaways. In fact, we've had, we had a couple providers who worked have been working directly with the author of said tool for um several years now so hopefully um deputy director kaufman is able to engage in with them uh offline as well uh to gain some provider uh insight into the scale all right so in march we have we have a presentation by a uh organization known as Time Slips. They are a um, organization that deals uh, with creative aging with people with uh, mild cognitive limitations. Um, I believe our description 
of the organization includes a, a four-minute video clip that you can watch around them, but they they deal with creative aging for those with mild cognitive impairment. So we are looking forward to having them in March. We also, I will note to this section, we also have a creative aging cohort. It's basically a discussion group that has, that has come out of case around trying to get more resources and cohesion around creative aging in the city. We hope to also hear from, from them in this meeting. Uh, we, as case, we also um, serve as co-sponsors along with the Dignity Fund Coalition of the Service Provider Work Group. The Service Provider Work Group is something that uh, is written into the Dignity Fund uh, legislation, and it gives recommendations to the uh, Dignity Fund Oversight and Advisory Committee. Um, so you've heard referenced a couple times at this meeting, um, the service and allocation plan uh, that was presented to the uh, uh, service rider work group uh, earlier, later last month. We also thank the department for getting the draft report out to us so that Providers had a week to look at it before the service uh, before the service provider work group, and we gave that report with our comments around um, the the service and allocation plan to the OAC just this past Monday, um, and so those. The, Sort of a summary of the key findings. I won't go through them. They're listed very comprehensively on your written docket. And if any of you would like to see our, our written comments in response to those, I'll be happy to send those along to um, your secretary for the minutes. Um, I will note that you, uh, as a commission, have two seats on the OAC, uh, President Knudsen and Commissioner Drum sit, uh, sit on the OAC representing you, so thank them for, we thank them for their service, um, and, and they've seen a lot of me this week. Um, so, um, we again, we thank the department for their thoroughness on that and collaboration on that. Um, so the other thing that, that Case is really is, sort of does is some budget advocacy around the city budget um, through um, trying to get some ad backs through the Board of Super, Supervisors, and we also submit various budget proposals to the department. Um, so far this year, we have one, uh, which Deputy Director Kaufman received yesterday, yesterday from me. It's really around um, providing support groups led by psychologists for led by psychologists for uh, participants in various community community services programs and senior centers. We really find that that um, the behavioral health needs of these participants in these programs are really. Um, growing since the pandemic and, and 
current staff at these programs while um, suited to um, do an excellent job providing service at a senior center or community services. They often don't have the background needed to deal with the behavioral health needs of this population. And so uh, we feel that um, a kind of a social support group, if you will, led by a psychologist would be a huge benefit. And um, we've seen some models um, in, in, in a few um, in a few community set, community services settings already. And so we hope to build off of that with this proposal. I will also send I will also send that along to Robbie for as uh, additional uh, to your docket for today. I just finished it yesterday, so I didn't make it in time for, for your uh, docket publication. Um, so uh, you'll see that um, after this meeting. Um, I believe, commissioners, that is my report. And I'm available for questions. Okay, thank you, Ms. Hensey. Uh, are there any comments or questions from commissioners on this report? And I just wanted to say I could never, there's never too much of you, so don't worry about, I, I, I enjoyed uh, and appreciated all the work that went into the service provider work group's comments and Commissioner Jung and I did spend a, a, a bit of our month with, <laughs> with that report, but it's an, it's an excellent one and uh, so were the comments. So all of that work was much appreciated and it's always good to see you. So anything else, commissioners? No. Okay. <laughs> I think we also gave our comments at the time during that time. Yes. All right. So thank you. Um, and uh, do we have uh, moving on to public comment? Moving on. And uh, yes, please, uh, please send me those documents, and I, I'll send them to the commission. Yeah. Thank you. All right, commissioners. Excellent. Thank you, commissioners. Thank you, commissioners. Item eleven is public comment, an opportunity for members of the public to address the commission on matters that are not on today's calendar. Are there any members of the public that would like to address the commission today? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment. We will allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, are there any callers in the queue? We have no callers, thank you. So that concludes the members of the public that wish to address the commission and we can move on. Commissioners, your next item is item 12, old business. Commissioners, please indicate by raising your hand if there is any old business that you'd like to discuss. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. No, I, you know what, I would like to state though, we will do the, uh, the reappointment next month okay. for Vice President Spears. We maybe should have done that this month, but I feel it'll be fine for next month. It'll be fine, yeah. Yeah. She's official right now. Yeah, she's official today, so, okay. yeah. And if, uh, just for the record to note, just the, I will find out tomorrow, and if they say that you need to do, do that before, I'll schedule next week. I will get you to do it uh, on Zoom. Okay. Okay, Perfect. great. Thank you. And it's particularly important because I'm not able to attend the meeting in April. Yeah, so yeah. We're, so, we've been trying, making sure this gets yeah. photographed correctly. I, I will definitely, get yeah. Every confidence in you. I'm, <laughs> I was under the impression that we can do it next month. It's fine. Yes, it's fine. But just That's in case, I, I'll refer to the city attorney tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Cool. okay. All 
right. We have all every confidence in that happening. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to item 13, new business. Um, item 13A is requesting authorization to modify the existing grant agreement with self-help for the elderly for the provision of short-term home care for adult uh, older adults, personal care, chore, and homemaker services during the period of March 1st, 2023 to June 30th, 2025 in the additional amount of $177,317 plus a 10% contingency for a total grant amount not to exceed $803,718. And um, Michael Zog will be presenting this item. Welcome. Good morning, Commissioners. I'm Mike Zog, Program Director with Office of Community Partnerships. Welcome, Commissioner Pennington, to your first in-person meeting. Good to see you. Um, the item before you today, I'm going to give you, in its most distilled, is we're going to add um, a little bit of funding to an existing program. And with that, we are going to add on an additional care worker, um, as well as um, a little bit of program admin time, program staff time to do um, sort of the intake and scheduling of that of of the uh, the care worker, um, and as a result, we'll see a, a corresponding increase in clients served and um, essentially home care hours offered through this program. Um, we there's there's an interesting dynamic in this program. We have historically about mid year we get a little bit of extra money. This this is an older Americans Act uh, uh, program which we fund primarily through California Department of Aging Older Americans Act funded programs uh, funding. Um, historically, around mid year we receive a, an, an amendment to our area plan where we get a little bit of one time funding. Uh, we have typically turned around and handed that. To this program, um, and they've been able to use that funding to to get more on kind of on call or part time temporary workers to to increase capacity uh, for the program. Um, we've done that for many years. We've we've discovered last year. I think we were kind of heading there, but last year we ran into the issue where there's a shortage of home care workers and finding someone um, part time on short notice. For, for a limited time period was becoming more and more difficult. Um, so what we're doing here today is first, we're taking our $37,000 of, of one-time funding for this year and adding it into the contract. But then in the subsequent two years, um, we're committing additional funding now so that the provider um, knows that funding is there and can secure um, that worker um, through the rest of the contract um, so that we're able to, to actually deliver on that. Um, so that's kind of the distilled version. I think I'm going to pause there and, and see if there are questions, and, and I can go from there. That does clarify it, though. Thank you. In terms of the budget, thank you. So go ahead if you wanted to complete. Or oh, no. I, I just didn't have a good way of saying I'm, I'm going to stop there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could go on, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> Let's maybe we'll just keep it short today. It's truly a great program. Um, did we have any questions from commissioners? I just have a question. Um, first of all, I just want to thank um, how well clearly documented what the modification would cover, which is in page four of your cover memo. I noticed that uh, in that portion under modification, it does provide us the additional hours that the modification will cover. I was just wondering, and you, I think I heard you said earlier, it will also cover additional uh, clients to be served. And I'm just wondering, that I, I didn't see the details on that. Yeah, and I didn't include that because it's, it's kind of misleading um, how many more clients it's going to serve. And I didn't, 
I didn't bring my calculation um, because <laughs> because what happens is is that we these are through through the eyes of our funder these are three distinct programs so it looks like one is serving 520 clients and it looks like one is serving 520 clients and it looks like one is serving 460 clients but really it's very common for one individual to be enrolled in all three programs so you're probably really talking about 500 you know it looks like what is that 1500 clients but it's really that 500 number um, I didn't so that's why I didn't put it in there because I didn't want to try to navigate that and I okay. didn't do the math we, oh, we can fine. we can go through and do the math no no not, but let's call it an extra hundred clients <laughs> perhaps um, it but it, I can give you hours and that's a tangible right. um, hu okay. extra human working uh, full-time so it's, it's going to be an extra 1500 hours plus in in um, caregiver hours across the the programs okay Great, thank you. you okay. That's more than sufficient. Okay, okay. all right. Thank you. <laughs> we'll go with a hundred more people being served. <laughs> okay. um, and any other commissioners have questions? Do we want to move to public comment on the agenda item thirteen? Do we have any anyone from the public that wishes to comment? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment on agenda item thirteen. We will allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, are there callers in the queue? Uh, there are no callers. Okay, then we'll close public comment. Um, do we have a motion to approve item 13A from Commissioner? So moved. I move that we <laughs> We got a, I'll go with Commissioner Pennington moving it and Commissioner Bittner seconding it. <coughs> um, can we get a roll call vote on item 13A, please? President Martha Knutson, how do you vote? Yes. Vice President Janet Spears, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Sasha Bittner, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Wanda Zhang, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner Nelson Lum, how do you vote? Yes. Commissioner uh, Commissioner Scars of Action and Commissioner Linda Pennington, how do you vote? Yes. Thank you. We have a unanimous vote. Okay, great. And then we already called for general comment, didn't we? Or we did. You know, this is the last time we'll keep this one on the agenda. And actually, our next following agenda, we won't have it anymore. But since it's on the agenda, I can, I'll call for it. Okay, good. Last. Everyone a chance for public comment. Yeah. I'm, I'm Commissioners, item 14 is public comment, an opportunity for members of the public to address the commission. Are there any members of the public that would like to address the commission today? Moderator, please open the phone line for public comment. We'll allow some time for callers to submit their request. Moderator, do we have any callers in the queue? Uh, there are no callers. Thank you very much. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, are there any announcements from commissioners? I think I'm going to adjourn the meeting. I was trying for 1030, but, but 1040 wasn't too bad. So uh, <laughs> I got 1039. Okay. All right. But with plenty of time, I mean, we always welcome all the input from commissioners. A full meeting was had by all. So thank you so much for coming today. All right. Bye-bye. Adjourned.